Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one, coming to you live from a cool or cold New York City. Um, and definitely, we're going to be talking about tonight the AEW Dynamite Review. We could call it Bass at the Beach Part 2, but it was really uh, the Chris Jericho um, cruise. And last night, AEW uh, show that you know, they still have things rolling. Like the way I've been saying it for the Ben Loggers, for all you AEW haters that were saying all oh, that they're not doing the right thing. Yes, we're going to have some shows that are not going to be good. There's going to be some shows that are going to be great. Um, but they are, since the beginning of the year, they've been going along with the storylines. Like the way I've been saying it for the Ben Loggers, that they should have. Um, continue to do what they were supposed to do um so the first the way the um aew opened last night they started it off with the aew tag team title match between scu the champions against adam page i mean adam page actually yes that's his name adam page i'm i'm used to calling him hangman page but adam page and kenny omega they were the number one contenders for this match now i usually tell you what happens um during matches, but listen, there was so many things going on last night between these two teams. I could just tell you certain things that were happening in the match. Um, Kazarian started it off real quick with the headlocks, and, and and I love how the announcers were talking about how Kazarian was trained by Killer Kowalski and how he holds on to a headlock during the match. I mean, you don't see this stuff usually um, during the match, but... Um, but the um, SCU started off nicely, um, pretty much um, controlling, not controlling, but filling out a fill-out process against, you know, Omega and Hangman Page. Hangman Page started off with Kazarian. So there was a pushing match between these two guys in the beginning between Scorpio Sky and Hangman Page. Kenny Omega came in, of course. And uh, um, after Omega came in, you saw that... Um, uh, Omega and Pace took control of the match um, with Omega hitting like a bulldog drop. Um, it looks like a leg drop, but mostly like him pushing the head down to the ring. Um, Pace showed his strength with a full away slam at one point. Uh, Kazaria hit a hit and tag and catch Pace with a flying kick. Takes out Omega to the outside. I mean, these guys were trying to... You saw at one point where Scorpio Sky kind of drop kick... Um, Kind of drop kicked um, Omega's knee, and it looked like they hit him hard. There was at one point also where um, SCU caught, um, I think Kazarian caught Hagman Page, and he did a cutter on him outside the ramp, which it was crazy. Um, there was a lot, uh, I mean, of course, Omega hit his Snapdragon Kluplex. It kept going back and forth with Hurukaranas. I mean, and at one point, Paige hit Omega with the Lariat again. And this was like in the middle of the match. And we were like, uh-oh, here we go. There's going to be a problem right now. Um, and and we're going to notice that, you know, um, there's going to be a problem. They're going to probably, this, the split's going to happen right now. But eventually, they ended up, um, was able to, I guess, 
stop the whole situation from getting crazy. Um, and um, Pace goes for the suicide, but gets caught with a cutter. Like I said, uh, my cast cast hit Omega with a DDT from the top. Omega hit another V-Trigger on Sky during the match. Um, he called Sky like twice with that V-Trigger. Uh, the hot tag on Page and Kaz. Uh, Page hits a four-way slap from the top rope. Uh, Snapdragon 98 on Kaz by Omega. Uh, Omega got hit with the SCU, but got out on a two-count, which you saw when um, um, Hangman Page pushed uh, Kazarian and um, on, um, on top of Omega hitting um, Sky from breaking the count. I mean, you thought from one point it looked like Omega was going to lose, but Page found a way to stop the count, whatever. But then Hangman Page just took over the match and he pretty much just took over both wrestlers and hit the Lariat. And we have new AEW Tag Team Champions. So now Omega and Page are the new AEW Tag Team Champions. Um, SEU did pretty well. They defended those belts. I mean, and, and it felt kind of weird when they first won it because now you're like, oh, it's SCU. But they, they defended those belts very well. And they beat the Young Bucks. Um, they fought off uh, uh, most. I think they got to wrestle power and power from a three-way. I don't remember, but I think I saw them. But now we got Omega and and Hangman Page as the tag team champions. And through the night, you saw that, um, you know, um, you could tell Page is just like, tell he's going to turn rule breaker. It's just happening. I don't know. But uh, I know for a fact that um, Omega Omega stood in the ring. Uh, the Young Bucks came in and they celebrated with Omega and Hangman, but Hangman left. And he went into the crowd. They were doing body surfing on him while he drank beer. Omega was still in the ring. Uh, you could tell, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to happen. And it might be happening in Revolution because we still got to February 29th. We still got a month left, 30 days. A lot of things can happen between Omega and um, Hangman Page. But this was a long match. So if I would have told you move by move, we could be here all night. And I wasn't planning to do that. Just give you some of the, some of the stuff that happened. Um, but you can see it. Omega uh, is going to be the one who's going to get caught out of uh, off guard. And Hangman Page is going to turn on him. You can tell. He's getting annoyed. Last night they were trying to interview also Omega and Page during the, toward the ending of the show, and the Young Bucks came in and started talking about how things are. And you can see Hangman actually Hangman at one point they were interviewing and they kept interrupting him, trying to ask Omega about how he feels, whatever. And at one point Omega started talking about Pac, and you could tell that um, um, Page is annoyed. So. We will see. I mean, that's a setup right there for the next storyline coming up between Omega and Paige. So that is a good thing to look forward to. So, guys, I'll be right back after this. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And the next match was what I call a joy killer. 
um, one of the females that was talking crap about Tessa Blanchard um, a couple of weeks ago happened to now be part of AEW. I do not know if she signed or she's not signed, but last night she made her debut at AEW against Britt Baker, another one that <sighs> it's just horrible. But anyway, the person I'm talking about is Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly showed up at AEW last night. I was surprised because uh, I figured she's still with Major League Wrestling. Uh, I guess she's probably done with Jimmy Havoc because I know she's part of the Jimmy Havoc versus Miles Warner over there, their feud. Um, but seeing Priscilla Kelly, uh, I say, okay, let's see what this woman does. Um, I seen the wrestle. She's not that impressive. Then she was going in there with Britt Baker. Britt Baker, uh, every time I see Britt Baker, I, I, I don't know. She's not, she's not, doesn't have the moves, whatever. I, I mean, this match, uh, Britt Baker started off dominating with headlocks and stuff like that. And she took, uh, she was looking well. You know, but then Priscilla, Kelly, uh, Priscilla uh, Kelly took over the match, and she was doing most of the of the controlling of the match. But then one point again, Britt Baker botched. Yes, people, she botched. She went for an elbow to hit Priscilla Kelly, and she missed completely. So it's like at the end of the match, you saw um, Priscilla working. Um, Priscilla was working on Britt's shoulder most of the match. But then Britt started using rule-breaking tactics. At one point, she pulled Priscilla Kelly's hair. And then when she had her in the lockjaw, she used the ropes to gain advantage. And she ended up winning by putting Priscilla Kelly in a lockjaw. But the most interesting part for me was when um, Tony Schiavone went to interview her. And she, Tony Schiavone kind of pointed out that she was... Um, she used kind of she was a little aggressive and she used a little rule breaker tactics. And Britt Baker decided to make fun of Tony Schiavone. I don't know if this was a shoot or this was part of the storyline, but she made Tony Schiavone look bad, talking about he used to work at Starbucks before he was an AEW. And I felt whoever came up with this story. Now, first of all, Tony Schiavone is a legend. And for you guys who probably say, Oh, who the hell is Tony Schiavone? Yeah, Tony Schiavone is nobody. Well, Tony Schiavone has been around. Longer than mostly half of you fans out there right now. This guy was—he's been around the wrestling business as long as I can. I can, I, I remember he's been around since the 19 probably 86, 87. Star K, the Star K he used to interview with. Um, I think it was uh oh my God, David Crockett back in the days with Jim Ross back in the days. So for her to even come out and say such a thing, I felt that whoever wrote this storyline, or, or I don't know if she was a shoot or not, it was horrible. It was a bad taste. Uh, that's just my opinion. Maybe a lot of people may say, oh, you know, you need to, uh, you know, have a, stop being a, a punk. Well, no, it's not about being a punk. But, I mean, this she took it upon herself to do a shoot on Tony Schiavone. Because then after that, you can see that after that, Jim Ross said, we're going to the commercial break. And they cut her off in the middle of her promo when she's talking about she's the prettiest woman in the world. She's intelligent. And, all that. and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Um that match was garbage. I'll tell you that much. That match was garbage. They, they put Brick Baker there. I mean, you can't tell me you couldn't have. Uh, where's Sadie Gibbs, first of all? Where's Shayna? Where's Nyla Rose? Where all these girls? I mean, luckily we didn't see the uh, Nightmare Collective because that group is just, I don't know. Anything that Brandy Rose is touching right now is garbage. And whoever's running this women's division right now, uh, they should, should get fired. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, 
the fact that Rijo's still the world champion, and I know Kenny Omega is behind that, is just horrible. And Kenny Omega said that us fans are ignorant because we don't like the way the women's division is. Well, guess what? Look at that WWE NXT. They got the best roster in the planet right now. You know, and you got to call us ignorant. I mean, I'm going to call you out, Kenny Omega, no matter what. I like you. Uh, you're a great wrestler, but you you too into this uh, uh, Japanese wrestling women's. Uh, you're not paying attention to the stars who are here already. And um, I think you should do something about that. We'll be right back after this. And we're back. So the next match was Jurassic uh, Express versus the Inner Circle. Um, this match was pretty good. I mean, shows that um, Jungle Boy, I mean, to me, Jungle Boy is going to be a great wrestler in the future, and this guy has it all. Um, same thing with Luchasaurus. I love Luchasaurus. I mean, like I said, I saw Luchasaurus back in Ring of Honor the first time, and he made a, an appearance for one time, and I was like, this dude is a monster. And last night, of course, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy show what they're all about. Marco Stun, of course, Marco Stun is going to be Marco Stun. Uh, during the middle of the match, I mean, the inner circle took control because Santana and Ortiz, those guys, I see them the next AEW tag team champions, and uh, they, they, they're taking too long with them. I mean, um, but we got to be patient, I guess. Should we say that? But um, he, uh, the Santana and Ortiz, of course, they dominated most of the match, and with name of Chris Jericho in there, Jericho's going to do his thing. Um, toward the end, uh, Jake Hager interfere in the match and it's set off a brawl between him and Luchasaurus, which I'm dying to see these two guys go at it in a match. Uh, I think the reason Jake Hager is not wrestling because I still he's still under contract with the MMA promotion he's in. Um, so I don't know when that's over, but that cannot wait to see him against Luchasaurus. And of course, Marco Stun was in there, he came close a couple of times to pinning Jericho. Well, that would have been a great story right there. If, if Marco Stun would have pinned and embarrassed Jericho, then you have Jericho the following and beat the crap out of Marco Stun. But that didn't happen. Of course, Jericho caught him with the Judas effect. Poor Marco Stun didn't even see that coming. And he got pinned and Jericho, of course, enjoying it with the bubbly. So he uh, and the rest of the in a circle were victorious um, during that match. Um, but uh, then we had the MJ... MJF come out. They did a little small promo. He wrestled last night. Uh, bad boy Joey Janela. The match was pretty good. Um, Joey Janela being Joey Janela. Uh, but this match was just goes to show you that Joey Janela, he's just not only a hardcore wrestler. He could wrestle. This guy could do his thing in the ring. Uh, but of course, you know, MJF is going to, you know, do his stuff and he's going to, um, do whatever he has to do, you know. Uh, there was a fill-out process between the two in the beginning. And, of course, MJF being MJF, he spits at uh, Joey. And Joey starts pounding on MJF. And then uh, MJF goes out of the ramp and he starts making his way. Like, he's going to the to the locker room. But then he goes and um, he pokes um, Joey Janela in the eyes. Um, MJF kind of charged at Joey. And uh, and he got backdrop on the ramp. <laughs> it was just bad. It was bad landing for this match. So, but during the match, uh, during the match, it looked like um, Georgia Nunn was gonna do an elbow drop from the top. And here comes Superbad Kip Sabian with the hot mama, and she is so beautiful. Penelope Ford. I'm in love with that woman. But 
she uh, they, they came out and they started kissing in the ramp, distracted Joey Janela, and you know, um, MJF caught him, and um, and then um, um, he hit um, Joey Janela with a double, the of the cross, so he called it a double cross, and for the win, so MJF wins it, but then Cody comes out, and after J- MJF starts talking crap, Cody comes out, and pretty much, um, MJF is, is kind of um, egging him on to, to touch him, to hit him. He kicked the microphone. Actually, he was going to give him the microphone. He dropped the microphone on the floor. Uh, Cody was about to pick it up. He kicks the microphone to the other corner. Finally, Cody gets the, the, the microphone, and he tells him, well, I may not be able to touch you, but I know somebody else will, and out of nowhere, the Young Bucks come out of nowhere and super kick MJF. They decided then to grab him and throw him in the pool, and um, and that was the way it ended. But um, this is a this little part was good because it shows you that um, Cody is gonna go through a lot right now when it comes to MJF. Because right now, as you know, Warlow wasn't there last night. He was training supposedly for his big match with Cody Rhodes for the March 29th. Um, uh, uh, actually, no, not my sorry, March 29th. I'm sorry, I don't want to accent March. February 29th, it's revolution. But the 10 days before that, Warlow and Cody in a steel cage match. So that's going to be something to look forward to. Uh, I cannot wait to see that. That's going to be cool. Um, so that was it. But, um, as you guys know, that, um, you know, um, Cody is going to go through hell. And, and right now he's very popular, but you know the guys that his stipulation when he lost to Jericho, he's not gonna get a title shot, even though he's the number two contender to the AEW world title. We'll be right back. And we're back. And of course, like I said earlier, they had the hangman page and Omega getting interview, but Paige kept getting interrupted. Every time um Tony Shivani asked a question to uh Hangman Page. Page will answer it, but then we'll get cut off in the middle, and you can tell that he was getting frustrated. Again, this is something, the big story probably for Revolution, and that will be probably the breakup between Adam Page and Kenny Omega. I could be wrong, but it's still a month left. I don't see those belts on Omega and Page for too long. I could see them losing to Power and Powerful or to the Young Bucks. Anything can happen. They could drop those belts. I don't see them going at it um, for a long time. If, if, you, if they do decide to extend this uh, storyline a little bit past February 29th, it will be kind of stupid to me. I think they should do it. Now you still got a month left. Today's the what? The 23rd? Um, you still got 35 days. 35 days, you got a lot of time for a lot of things to happen between six weeks from now or four or five weeks, whatever is left to February 29th. So that could happen. Anything could happen. So that's something to look forward to. Um, so the next match uh, was um, John Moxley against Pac. And, of course, Chris Jericho joined commentary. And this match was pretty good. Uh, Moxley comes in with his eye bandaged up. They had a fill-out process where Moxley hit a German suplex. A Pac hits Moxley in the eye and takes advantage of it. And that's all it took for Pac to take advantage of that match. Um, it was just crazy because um, 
they at one point the Pac had Moxley outside and he went charging at him and I think he I think he backdropped him or he dropped him on I don't remember what happened but I know that Moxley ended up grabbing him and just taking him up the stairs in the in the, in the ship beat him up up in the top of the of the deck of the ship then threw him down the steps kept beating him down these guys went at it and it's this was a savage uh part and twice Pac went for the black arrow and missed one point he he went for the black arrow caught knees right in his abdomen area then he went for another black arrow and he missed they landed it looked like he hurt his knee and just john moxley he, he pulled it off with one eye because his baby was his eyes were bandaged up i mean Pac was just taking advantage of the fact that his eye was hurting um and but moxley pulled it off he hit him with um with a freaking um paradigm shift not once but twice and ends up beating Pac. it was a good match it was a great match but now my question is, what's going to happen with Pac now? Is Pac going to cost? Uh, I could see this happening where Pac may cost Kenny Omega the tag team champions because Omega said last night that he will get his match. But you know Pac is just beating up on everybody. He beat Michael Nakazawa like twice, and he's still going after um, Omega. He wants his rubber match with Omega and um, that's something to look forward to because now um, you know who knows it's, it's going to be great but um, real quick uh, before I leave um, breaking news let's see breaking news let's see let's see breaking news uh, I know for a fact that um, Hercules Ayala he, uh, he wrestled in the World Wrestling Council back in the 80s. Uh, died, I believe it was today. Uh, I think, I don't remember, I think he was 75 years old, if I'm correct. Uh, Hercules Ayala, I used to see him wrestle when I was uh, in my teenage years. And when I remember when I used to go to Puerto Rico, um, I used to love watching him and Carlito Colon go at it. That was the like the biggest war back in the days. Um so this, you know, sad. Another wrestler died. Uh, he was 69, actually. I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking at it right now. To fightful, uh, and of course, it is sad that when you see a wrestler that you grew up with, you know, it's sad. And uh, fightful is reporting Hercules Ayala, one of the Puerto Rican top wrestling stuff from the 1980, has died due to heart issue. He was 69. The Cali Fiber Club broke the news that Ayala passed away on January 23rd. Ayala wrestled all over the world, winning a number of titles, but made his home wrestling in Puerto Rico, World Wrestling Council, promoted throughout multiple decades, and for Stu Hart, Stampede, uh, wrestling for almost a decade. Uh, his real name was Romain Cruz, better known as to wrestling as Hercules Ayala. Uh, this is sad. Again, this is the fourth wrestler who has died uh, in less than a week. We lost La Parca. La Parka 2, we lost Kendo Nakasaki, we lost Rocky Johnson last Wednesday, and now we lose today Hercule Ayala. Born Ruben Cruz is the Born Ruben Cruz and City of Bayamon, Puerto Rico. Ayala began wrestling in the 1970s, competing in the United States for a number of promotions, including a brief run for Worldwide Wrestling Federation with WWWF back then. Ayala then traveled to Canada, competed in Stampede West, 
that be wrestling for for Bret Hart's father, and he wrestled the likes of Bret Hart, Jake Roberts, and Jim Neidhart. Ayala even enjoyed a brief time in Stampede Wrestling International Tag Team Champion alongside Neidhart. So it is very sad that um, this happened, but you know, so you know, this is life. You know, as, as sad as it is, I mean, another guy, you know. <sighs> This is not good. I mean, I hate reporting stuff like this. Let's see. Uh, uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people are like, what the heck is going on? But anyway, uh, also, uh, AEW beat NXT in the ratings. Uh, they were, though, even though we're down. Uh, other news, Keith Lee won the NXT North American title. I haven't seen that match, but... You know that's that's that was the somebody put that in Twitter last night and pissed one of the podcasters because he did the spoiler. Also announced, which I'm kind of happy this is gonna happen. Amazing Red is announced for the Ring of Honor Supercard. Uh, that's for April of this year. Um, he'll make his first Ring of Honor appearance since 2012. So a lot of things going on for April with Ring of Honor. And let me tell you something. Again, Marty Scroll gets to booking and look what he's doing for Supercar Honor. This is great. So I don't know if they're gonna have an anniversary show because I haven't heard anything about the, the Ring of Honor anniversary show, the 18 year anniversary show. So we'll see. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening to my podcast today. I want to thank my boy Vernick and his um, R32 store. R32 store um, that he creates. Um, Apparels, designs on shirts, hats, shoes, uh, underwears if you need him, uh, panties for you ladies if you need them. He does everything, any design. You guys want to check it out. His apparels, um, designs, you could check it out at www.r32.store. That's www.r, the number 32.store. And check it out. And definitely, we could, you know, you guys could check it out. Also, um, this weekend, Oh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I know this week uh, I am going to be uh, most likely in the tar- Turnbuckle Tabloid for a cross promotion. I think it's going to be happening this weekend. I know I am getting together with my boy James Santiago, which hopefully it could be something big. Um, and it will not be the one-time event. I hope it continues. But, you know, leave it all in God's hand. That's the way I roll. Um, I want to thank all my fans for supporting my YouTube channel. Uh, I have my YouTube channel called the Chokesland Wrestling Report. You guys can check it out. Um, I just put a nice little intro. I just put videos the last two weeks. The second video, uh, the last video I put this week, I guess people didn't care. But, hey, I'm going to put it out there anyway. Maybe some other, you know, I'm I'm announcing it right now. You guys want to check it out. Listen to it and give me your feedback. Hit that notification bell. Hit that subscribe button. And, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you like guys like listening to this audio podcast, subscribe to the, uh, the audio podcast through Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Um, oh, my God. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, any major platforms you got like Google, Google Podcast, Stitcher. I'm everywhere. So you guys can check it out. Listen to it and, you know, give me your feedback. I want to thank everybody for overseas. 
in Czechoslovakia, yes, people. So I got re I researched Czechoslovakia, Portugal, India, United Kingdom, Australia, um, Canada. Thank you for just supporting me. Thank you for the people in the United States. Um trying to get that 50, 51 state or 50 states, whatever how many states they are. I'm trying to get as many states as I can and get my fans going because this is 2020. I have a vision and I hopefully that this um continues and uh, expands because I'm here to give you guys the wrestling news, rumors, and my AEW Dynamite review. I'm going to give you everything and I'm going to keep it real and honest because I know the business since I've been watching since I was five and I'm going to be 50. So you at the math, guys. So with that, I hope to see you on Monday. I'm trying to do something different. Hopefully it works for Monday. So you know, leave it to all you guys to support the, like I said, support the podcast. Until then, this is your ultimate one signing off to the, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. And I'll see y'all guys on Monday.